1: It's Fox Top 5, the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree. This week on Fox Top 5, Steve Ducey. Food always tastes better when you're sitting down with somebody you like who you're really putting a good show on for.
0: And Paula Paula Dean. Dean. Yes, it just, food is so much better when it's shared.
1: Come together to share their top five recipes. Here are this week's hosts, Steve and Paula. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Fox Top 5. I'm Steve Ducey, the co-host of Fox Friends. And today, what a pleasure. We are joined by Celebrity Chef and the host of At Home with Paula Deen on Fox Nation. That's right. (laughs) You know, Paula, good to have you today. How are you? Oh, I'm fine, Steve, and it's so good to be with you. You know, the brilliance of your show on Fox Nation is they can never fire you. Because they can't, they can't have somebody else do a show called "At Home with Paula Deen." You can also <laughs> do the "Home at Paula Deen" show. Well, that is music to my ears, Steve. <laughs> well, you know, every week on this podcast, Fox hosts and reporters and personalities get together to uh-huh. share uh-huh. the top five of any given topic. We all know there's nothing uh-huh. better than sharing and eating stuff that you make yourself. So. If you love cooking, like Paula and I do, Mm -hmm. probably amassed a long list of go-to dishes to cook up, but today we're gonna share Mm -hmm. our top five recipes. So Paula, I've written two cookbooks. uh, Yes. And you actually have helped me with uh, both of them with some great uh, recipe tips. How many cookbooks have you written?
0: I think it's 18 or 19, Steve. I'd have to pull them all out and count them.
1: We have asked you out of those you know and there's probably about a hundred in each so you probably got about oh my goodness uh, close to two thousand recipes so we're oh, asking you easy. for your top five number five paula what is your let's say number five favorite recipe okay
0: that i like to cook is that right am i understanding the question right that i like to cook yeah. For my you know, consumption.
1: say Jack does not get these kind of questions. This is this is not hard, Paula. <laughs> answer it the way you want to. It's either you like to cook or you like to eat. Okay. So number five would be fried chicken. Oh, I love fried chicken. Hey, I got a question for you with fried chicken. You know, I grew up in Canada. Yeah. The way my mom made the fried chicken, it was always so good. She is Crisco. You know, radish oil, Crisco, it's just so good. What do you you fry your chicken? You know, we fry ours, Steve, and here
0: at home, I fry mine in peanut oil uh, because peanut oil has a lower resistance to burning and you can strain it and use it and use it and reuse it. So you don't have to throw it away. But my mother too, and my grandmother used Crisco. Uh, that was they didn't have as many choices back then as we do today but uh the reason fried chicken is number five for me steve is because it's a challenge to cook at home you know even for me you know uh because you can't get that temperature regulated and all that so it's we
1: love eating it but I remember uh, one time my mom was out of town and my dad said, I'm going to make fried chicken. (laughs) He had the oil and he put the chicken in. And Uh I remember uh, I probably would have only been 10 years old out in Russell, Kansas at the time. (laughs) My dad served it to me and my sisters. And, of course, he didn't have any side dishes. It was just
0: just fried chicken.
1: But he was so proud. And we looked at it and it looked like the best fried chicken. And my sister, Kathy, I'll remember it to this day, she took a big bite of it She, she goes, Dad, yes. it's raw inside. And oh, 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 raw oh, oh, is all out. You probably, you probably fried it for like four minutes on the outside and the inside just, oh my goodness, oh, we're lucky. Oh, oh.
0: There's nothing worse than being served medium rare chicken.
1: Oh, ain't that the truth?
0: I would and say the worst.
1: I would say my number five reci- favorite recipe that I make these days. My kids love spaghetti. Uh, they also love things that are a little healthier, and I love bacon. So my bacon <laughs> lettuce and tomato pasta, BLT pasta, is so good because we we make a, kind of a carbonara out of it. It's not real lettuce, uh-huh. uh, arugula, but you can't. You can't beat the taste of bacon. It's a recipe I got from a kid in high school, actually. Uh-uh. Who, yeah, a corn His extract.
0: mother cooked it. It was
1: your friend's mother cooked it. He was from Italy, and he showed us how to make pasta. Uh-huh. And I was 17 years old, and I'm seeing this kid who's making He said, I'm going to make his spaghetti. And he's making it with bacon. And I thought, this guy is a boss. <laughs> so, anyway, it was great.
0: You're in heaven, you knew. No. Sp- Spaghetti was supposed to have bacon, didn't you?
1: That's why we make it now, baby.
0: Oh uh, well now which which book is that recipe in, Steve, so
1: i so I can make it. It's in the Happy in a Hurry Cookbook, which is the, the same newest one. one. Yeah, the new one that you made my sister's uh Lisa's luscious potato casserole. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. I would All say so that's your number five.
1: That's my five. Number four. What's your number four favorite recipe?
0: All right, my number four is, number four is, and it really shouldn't be number four, (laughs) because I love, love, love making my spaghetti and meatballs.
1: What's your secret?
0: I taught myself, Steve, I taught myself how to make wonderful meatballs. And I couldn't ever get them where they were you know, they were like just hard balls of meat. Yeah. And I played with them. And so one day I fixed me a pot of beef broth. And I like big balls. So I did them <laughs> in big balls, not little balls. Okay. But big balls, about the size, almost a little smaller than a baseball. Wow. Yeah, I like a big, big
1: That's ball. It like- <laughs> tastes like a pound. And I- one pound meatball. No wonder you have so much. No, fun. it's I'm not that chicken.
0: big. <laughs> uh, mm. I boiled, and listen, I boiled my, I put my meatballs down in that boiling beef broth yep. and boiled them. What a good idea. Yes. And then I took them out and I moved them into my sauce that I already had going. And in the sauce, I had like Link sausage and I also had uh, beef short ribs. So my meats was a meatball, a short rib, and a sausage. (laughs) But I I just love making that dish because uh, it's not anything like I've ever had anywhere. And I just felt like I did a good job teaching myself how how to make those wonderful succulent
1: meatballs. As it turns out, my number four is also meatballs, and I'm holding up oh. so Paula can see it. It's, no! It is. My son, Peter, who is now the White House correspondent for Fox, he grew up loving uh, chicken parm. You know, we live in New Jersey, and chicken parm, Chicken parmesan is so good. It is. So, you know, as he got big. And, and the place in our town called Aldo's They serve it, and the chicken parm is bigger than your head. So, uh, we started making because he loved the taste of chicken parm. We started making chicken parm meatballs, and you take ground chicken, chicken, yeah. And you, you, the secret is inside the you know, because chicken parm essentially is red sauce, uh huh, and you, and you got mozzarella cheese. Well, what we do is we take a single one of those little mozzarella pearls. It's a uh-huh. ball. It's like a marble of cheese, and we put it in the center of a meatball uh, that's made uh-huh. out of chicken. And then you roll it around in panko and fry that, and yes, yeah. and then you bake it for a little while. And it's so good. But oh gosh, I
0: bet it is. And I did. I did. I forgot to tell you that when I'm making my meatballs. Yep. I have three different meats in those. I have ground beef, I have ground pork, and I have ground chicken. Ground chicken. That's... Uh-huh. In my meatballs, yes. I I,
1: I thought you were going to describe the meatloaf mix, which is the beef, uh, veal, hamburger, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, sausage? Uh, Probably sausage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that it, that's funny. Great minds think alike, Steve. Well, let's Spaghetti see. Spaghetti what... and meatballs are number four for both of us.
1: The countdown continues after this. Jason in the house, the Jason Chaffetz podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on FoxNewsPodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Mm. Number three. Let's see if we have the same category of food for number three. What's your okay. third favorite recipe?
0: My third favorite recipe that just my pure enjoyment making is my vegetable beef soup. Mm. And I've never tasted anybody's soup that was tasted as good and as rich as mine. And the reason it is, is because I don't use anything but fabulous meaty beef ribs, beef short ribs. Ooh, that good. will season a pot like you never.
1: What vegetables you throw in there?
0: Oh my gosh, I kind of clean out my refrigerator. Yeah. But definitely celery and onions, carrots, butter beans, corn, peas, rice, potatoes, macaroni. I put like an elbow macaroni in mine and it takes it over the top, that macaroni, that soft elbow macaroni in all that wonderful, rich tomato broth. Yeah. And tomatoes naturally. But like I said, oh, and the very last thing I put in there, you know, you build it. Vegetable soup, you build it. And my last ingredient would be cut okra that Mm. goes in it. And it is just incredible. Mm -hmm. And that recipe is in my second cookbook. Formulated it for my brother. He was still living in Albany and he called and said, sis, can you tell me how to uh, make your vegetable beef soup? So I actually formulated it for him. Oh, and crazy. I was able to put it in my second cookbook.
1: Well, you know, the way you were describing some of those things, I was thinking that almost sounds like a Brunswick stew with all those vegetables in it and you use the good meat. And I, Not even close, baby,
0: not even close. Not
1: even. all right. Well, because
0: the- in Brunswick stew, that's a very, very, very thick dish and uh, it has barbecue sauce in it. Yep. I put a sweet barbecue sauce in mine. So, but my vegetable soup doesn't taste anything like Brunswick stew. But I remember my Uncle Bernie. They lived out in the country, and we would go to his house. The family would gather there, and he would make Brunswick stew. He'd go get him a whole hog head. Wow. You know, uh huh. And that's what you make Brunswick stew with just drop that whole hog head, eyeballs and everything down in that pot.
1: I have a friend down in Georgia who would make this great Brunswick stew. And I would say, now what are the meats in it? And they said, well, we we actually use some pulled pork in it, but you can use any meat. And I said, any meat? And he goes, he said, my parents used to put (laughs) squirrel meat in it. I said, you've got to be kidding. He goes, no squirrel meat. Yeah, Squirrel. Yeah. Just saying, you know how hard those are to catch. Oh my goodness! Anyway, Paula, my third favorite thing to cook is called um, Ritz cracker crust peanut butter pie, and it's a recipe that my oh. wife got from her best friend Christy to Nicola. And you take you take a bunch of Ritz crackers and you turn them into the pie crust. And there's just something about They're sweet and salty exactly you know you love peanut butters and crackers and that's what this is yes and then you you make a slurry of uh, peanut butter and you (laughs) throw in one one carton of cool whip and it's so the whole thing takes five minutes to make yeah yeah my kids love that so much they will ask me when when they're around will you make that pie and it'll be like okay and my wife will just (laughs) yeah go make that pie And then on the top, we'll do a zigzag of chocolate. Chocolate. And maybe some uh, butter, uh, caramel, and then just drop some extra peanuts or Ritz crackers on top. Yes, yes, yes.
0: I I get off on sweet and salty, Steve. I adore that combination. Just adore it.
1: Number two. two. All right, Paula, your number two favorite thing to make is?
0: Chicken and dumplings.
1: Oh, yeah. Whose recipe is that? Is that a favorite? My
0: grandmother, my grandmother, uh, you know, my daddy died when he was 40. I'm sure I've told you the story. And I was uh, 19 when daddy died and I couldn't boil water without burning it. And chicken and dumplings was my daddy's favorite food in the world. And so after my daddy died, I told my grandmother, I said, I don't care if you don't teach me how to cook anything else. I've got to know how to make my daddy's favorite dish. And she showed me. And now you can cheat it because you can buy the frozen dumplings that... They're great. Paste so much like my grandmother's yeah. uh, because grandmother taught me to make, just use plain flour, add some salt and ice water. And that's it, yep. that's it. And they're so hard to roll out because you're using ice water. And so I, I use the frozen dumplings that I get from the store what and it's just as good. You know, yes.
1: I, we actually had a, a chicken and dumplings recipe. You know, Dan Rooney, the guy from Folds of Honor, he, a chicken and dumplings essentially is his favorite recipe. Five generations of the Rooney's. And he shared that with uh, my wife, Kathy and I, and we put that in our first, and that's in the first cookbook. But you're, you were talking about, okay. you we're talking about you just buy the frozen dumplings. You know, uh-huh. a lot of people, everybody likes to make mashed potatoes. But they're kind of a pain in the butt because you gotta you gotta peel them and you gotta boil them and then you gotta yeah. season them yeah. up. We we stopped about five years ago. We stopped making mashed potatoes from scratch and we just buy the instant potatoes. There's uh what is the brand? It's called Idahoan, and you cannot tell the difference between those instant potatoes that take three minutes and mash. Uh-huh. You know we're we're uh, taping this on January twenty first. I'm in the, I'm 21 days into dry January. Have you ever done that? Uh, that is, uh, that is daily torture, because- What is da- What is all right, what's it called? It's called dry January, and it's this thing where you uh, give up drinking for January. It was started in the United Kingdom because so many people overindulged during Christmas, and so they, they stopped drinking for January, and so I stopped. After New Year's, and now I'm 21 days in. They say it's really good for your liver, but it, you know, my problem is when I make supper at night, it's impossible to make supper if you don't have a glass of wine sitting right next to the stove. That's that's the way it is in my house. Sipping on wine. Yeah, you gotta
0: have a little a little taste. Well, see, I don't drink. Period. Oh, you don't wine? No. <laughs> Oh, I drink diet sodas. Okay. But you know, I love, love, love a margarita. I love the taste of them. But no, not really. (laughs) I love the taste of those. But I guzzle them. They're so good. And I'm drunk
1: as a skunk off of one. I'm sure it's a strong one. They are delicious. That that's tequila. I can't drink tequila that. after a, an unfortunate wedding reception that I attended probably forty years ago as a groomsman. <laughs> that, that's a whole nother story. All right, uh, Paula, my <laughs> my second. It's favorite. probably
0: one I would love to hear. No, mm-hmm. but if I, I you know, I can't. I, I, I'm just better off when you know not drinking. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what? I've, I've been able to sleep through the night uh, during dry January, so it's a good thing. My good. Number, I know. My number two favorite recipe is, um, okay, so we were just talking about uh, Ritz cracker crust in a pie. Uh-huh. My second favorite thing is actually a breakfast or brunch food, and it's hash brown crust in, uh, in a cast iron skillet. Uh, hash brown crust, ham and cheese. Yes. It, oh yes. God. You know, you, you you make the crust. Yes. It, it does. It takes a little while to make, but when the kids have it, it's just you know. I make a Christmas for the kids. Made it for Christmas. Uh huh. You know, it's everybody has quiche or ham and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you throw in the when you already have the the hash brown crust installed on the outside, it's just a little gift to heaven Oh my gosh,
0: it is so dead gum good. I've got uh, a recipe using a hash brown crust, but I can't remember which book it's in, but uh, yeah, it was like a quiche. Yeah. You could put anything in it you wanted, but those hash browns cook them crispy and crunchy. Yes, yes, I'm starving.
1: Yeah, me too, me too. Number. 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 Number one. Five, four, three. Number one. Okay, now it's we're up for the number one favorite recipe, and I, I'll start with me, so you get the final answer. Okay. My okay. favorite thing was was actually the uh, idea behind our very first cookbook, and it was like foods that trigger a happy memory in you. Yes. And and the, the food was that that where we started this cookbook series was my mom's pot roast. And it was so simple. I'm sure you've made this. It's uh, you brown a good fatty chuck roast. And then you put it in like a Dutch oven or a big pot on the stove. Mm-hmm. Throw in a couple of onions and you put in a can of uh, Campbell's cream of mushroom soup, uh huh, dry bag of Lipton onion soup, and you let it simmer on mm-hmm. the
0: stove
1: all day. And to this day, Paula oh. Dean, when I come home and my wife is making that, I uh-huh. walk in the door, and it's like a time capsule. I smell it, and I am right <laughs> back. I know exactly
0: what you're s- saying, Steve. And you want to hear what my number one is? Yes, ma'am. I adore cooking them and eating them. Oh, my brother! I would make them for my brother, and he loved them so much. And my cousin and Michael stand back because he can eat a whole long tail by himself. <laughs> Wait, what is it? What is it? Oxtail. Oxtail. Uh, it's so funny. That's an. It's uh, a cow tail. Yes. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Listen, these fancy restaurants that you go to in New York, I'm sure you've seen oxtail soup on those menus. But um, oxtails meals. used to be so cheap, Steve. They are so expensive. So expensive. Like but to me, tail. you can buy as much tails as you want. and See, they're cut up. They, they they resemble uh, beef short ribs, but this is the kind of food that, um, because you have to pick them up and suck on these, because it's full of little holes in the, uh, oh my God. Steve, I want to cook you some oxtail. If you like your mama's pot roast, you would love these oxtail.
1: Okay, Paula, It's (laughs) as soon as this crazy pandemic is over, um, we're gonna, Kathy and I'll come to Savannah and you will taste your oxtails.
0: I would love to have you there and cook you that oxtail.
1: You know, man, got it all figured out. Paula, this has been so much fun. You
0: know, having listed my recipes, Steve, You know, I've been asked for so many times, what's my favorite thing to cook? And my answer hasn't really changed. It's, I wanna cook whoever I'm cooking for, I want it to be one of their favorite dishes. And it becomes
1: mine at the time, so. So kind, that is such a wonderful message because food always tastes better when you're sitting down with somebody you like who you're really, putting a good show on for if yes. you're making
0: something they love. Yes. It just food is so much better when it's shared Thank and a uh, wonderful conversation and a lot of laughing going on. It makes the food taste even better than what we had remembered it the last time we ate it. Yes. And I have enjoyed being with you too, Steve, my dear, my dear, dear Steve.
1: Well, thank you. We love you, Paula, and uh, count on it. Once this thing's over, we're gonna...
0: okay. I'm gonna hold you to it.
1: Oh, not gonna be a problem. Not gonna be a problem. Thank you, Paula Dean, and thank you to everybody listening. Listen, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or <laughs> let us know your top five, just like we just heard. From <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I hope they don't think any lesser of me.
1: This has been quite a podcast. Just saying. Thank you, Paula Dean.
0: Thank you, Steve. And I love y'all so very much. And thank you.
1: You bet. You have been listening to Fox Top 5 on the Fox Podcast Network.